This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Now we're getting into the chopping block, and I have a lot to say about I'm, this. Yeah, I'm not too yeah. happy about that. Well, people are probably like, you're sitting here chopping everybody off, Casey. How are you not too happy about this? Because I have to swallow a, a, a tough big pill here with one of the guys that I have to put on the chopping block. So it's never a good conversation. I think we I think it's the same guy that we are both going to put on the chopping block. Should we should we like test it? Should we one, yeah, two, three, count to three? See, see if we say the same thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. One, one, two, two, three. three. Scotty, Scotty Miller. Miller. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Disappointing. This yep. he had a few disappointing plays, and that's the word I literally wrote down when I was like in my taking my notes was just like, it's disappointing. You want you want it to be more. You want you it to be better. So bad. You, you want him to so be bad. the Scotty from two years ago. But he's not showing us that, Scotty. Yeah. And, it's and last season was the whole, like, okay, five receptions. I think it was, like, 30, 33 yards. A lot of that was the major turf toe that he that he had to endure. But then, you know, training camp, he didn't start off on the best note. You could see the pressure really getting to him in the beginning of training camp. Then all of a sudden he starts to come to life a little bit. Then you feel like the pressure started to let off. He really started to show up. And actually, the turning point is when the pads came on. As soon as the pads came on, Scotty Miller looked like, okay, he's ready to compete. He's ready to, to show this team that he's not a one-trick pony. He could be more versatile. He could be relied on. And then has a pretty decent training camp from there on out. Then preseason games hit, and he's – where is he? What's going on with Scotty? And then he has these big missed catch opportunities. And then tonight, you just – you you can see the pressure all over him all over again. And, and it's tough because he's somebody I have highly rooted for in many, in many ways because – I feel like Tom Brady likes having those smaller five, nine shifty fast receivers and not even comparing it to an Antonio Brown situation. Look at, you know, the Danny Amendola, the Julian Edelman, and people got pissed when I said this, but Wells Walker, Wells Walker, who he had with the Patriots, he helped Walker's career take off and he loved utilizing Walker on the slot. Not saying that Scotty is Wells Walker, but I'm saying that there's parts of Walker's game that Scotty could have really gravitated towards and made his own and been a factor for Tom Brady. So it's, you said it perfectly. It's very disappointing that he was not really able to rise to the occasion. He just really mellowed out and he didn't make a case to stay on this roster. No, he didn't. And another guy that I think kind of sealed his fate a little bit more tonight is Jose Borregales. I, I think yes. that he missing the field goal again. Um, this is the second over 50 yard field goal. I think both of them were about 52 yards actually mm-hmm. uh, that he missed. You just can't do that. And I, you know, you wanted to see him do a, something a little bit more. And I know that Ryan suck up, suck up only had a, three yard field goal, but like he still made it. And I I just think that when you're thinking about the chopping block or you're thinking about someone that you, you need to have that's reliable, Ryan suck up to your guy and Jose Borgales is, is not the guy. Yeah. And this team seems to be pretty big on veteran presence and veteran knowledge and uh, veteran abilities and, and crucial game points and situational football. So unfortunately I think, you're right. Borgales kind of sealed his fate there, not only for missing tonight's goal, but that whole allowing the goal that he missed last time where he mentally allowed the other team to get in his head on something that, you know, is a typical call that people know is just to what when he got iced. That's what it was. So 
suck up veteran a little bit more mentally there, locked in, kind of able to swerve some of those things. And I said it on one of our previous episodes on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. When suck up first came to the box, I thought he did awesome, especially compared to the previous kickers that were on this team. It was awful to watch. It was so bad. Um, so Ryan Suckup kind of brought that position back to life last season. He kind of fell off, found some inconsistency in some really needed moments. And then all of a sudden here comes this competition. Him and Borgalis both having a really good camp, but Borgalis's camp didn't really translate from the practice field to the game field. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that Borgalis has just kind of put himself on the back burner there. Somebody else. Well, we already know that wide receiver room is is going to take the biggest hit. They're going to have to get that sorted out. Uh, one of the biggest thing that things that I was noting is that Brashad Perriman didn't have a camp. By the time that he got injured and the time that he was able to, to return, he wasn't able to show anything in a loaded room. Uh, Tyler Johnson primarily would be that next guy, regardless of that missed catch from Tom Brady earlier in the game, because he's been consistent other than that. And Brady seems to kind of want to give this guy a chance. So I could picture Tyler Johnson being more of a lock-in over anyone else. Uh, I didn't see much out of Devin Tompkins tonight. That's one of those rookies that we thought was going to have a larger game, Um, barely much time on special teams. And even then it was still very overwhelming. So he's someone else who, yeah, he had three returns. Make a case. Yeah, he had three returns for 13 yards and you just I know some of them I some of them were not the greatest positioning and he, he, there was you know there was one specifically that was like that's not there's not much you can do about that. Mm-hmm. But you still you still got to I don't know you you still have to make the most of your opportunity. I think special teams was his opportunity to make a name on this team. Yes. And then for them to put you on special teams on this game and for you not to make much of an impact, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. So I, I, I think as much as I was hot on him, I I don't know if they can keep him because yeah. it, it is just an overcrowded room. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to special teams, as you said, that was kind of where he needed to make his mark to get his shoe in. It was Kalen Geiger that kind of came up a little bit better. Yeah. You yeah. know, he ran harder. He, he, the effort that we talked about earlier, the effort that you mentioned, he just kind of seemed to have more of that effort and, and that want to, to make something happen at least, you know, in kickoff returns and whatnot. So it was Garber that stood out to me more than anyone else in that rotation. Um, and the rotations between Geiger and Tompkins Darden, as well as Rashad white. So out of all four guys for Geiger to stand out the most, and that was towards the end of the game. And we all know what the end of that game started to look like kind of rough. Uh, Jared Stearns, he had the most yards of all of those guys because he had 68 yeah, yards on three, three returns. So, I mean, he's mm-hmm. averaging over 22 yards uh, a, a carry for the returns. I mean, I think he's – I agree with you. Just wanted yeah. to, like, give those numbers to, to solidify that point. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad you did, actually. And then Jareth Stearns was somebody two weeks ago I was high on. I thought that he was going to come out a bit splashier, and um, he was the one that, you know, was a bit of a momentum starter in the, in the Dolphins game and made – him and Trask seem to have this connection going on. And ever since that Dolphins game, it's just been all downhill from there. So in a sense, in a in a not too happy sense, but in a sense, I think that some of these guys just made the coach's job a little bit easier to reduce this roster. Um, the bright spot would be, you know, the guys that are in that practice squad rotation um, with Cyril Grayson Jr. end up going out injury waived. He's probably going to end up, you know, 
getting going through a physical and ending up on another team. So there's room here on the practice squad and potential pull up options down the line. But for the most part, I think that it's unfortunate that some of these guys just made this decision a little too easy tonight. And I don't know if it's just exhaustion from a long training camp, but there was just not much of an energy burst. There wasn't much of a sell in tonight's game for anybody who's on the cusp of being cut from this roster. And well, that's what you get with the preseason finale.